You're listening to Sarah Hagen backstage with interviews and insights from years inside the music industry. Join Sarah as she talks with masters of their crafts, finding out what makes them tick both inside and outside of the music business. Welcome to Sarah Hagen Backstage. My guest today, Josh Harmon, has gone viral on social media over and over again for his incredible percussion performance art videos, where he makes sound effects for movie and video clips and for his Rhythm of Comedy series, where he points out the rhythm inherent in great comedy acts. Today, we are going to talk about how this all came about. We will go deep into Josh's thought process in his creativity, and we will talk about how viral success has affected his life. So come along with me as I catch up with Josh Harmon. Josh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me, Sarah. Absolutely. It's it's so nice to have you here and see you. And, um, you know, we actually met each other like during the pandemic, met over yeah. Zoom. So, <laughs> so it's um it's funny. We've never met in person, but it's just like so nice to uh, to see you over Zoom. And, and it, it um, feels like we're, we've, we're longtime friends, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does, which is it's so crazy how the world works now, you know, the yeah. way that that people keep in touch electronically and see each other's faces and everything, but it does. It feels like we go back a long way. <laughs> <laughs> this is only the second time I've ever really spoken to you. So, um, Oh my gosh. I know. I, I actually, I only get, I, this is the, my preferred way of getting to know someone is just doing a podcast. So, you know. Right. There we go. I mean, you get to know all the things, right? <laughs> yeah. But you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to talk, it, it might as well be recorded. I need the content. You know, we got to get <laughs> It's all about the content. It's all about the all content. About the content. Which is something we're going to talk at length about today because, you know, you are creating some amazing, interesting, unique content and I love it. And I found you, of course, through your, I think it was the Ratatouille video that Mm, I actually saw the first video. And I was like, what is going on? This is so crazy. And then just kind of like digging back into some of the things that you had done before um, and just watching it progress for you has been, it's been really fun because what you're doing is it's fun stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's all fun. It's all like very silly, uh, joyful. These are like the, the kind of like the, the words I, I, I use to, you know, keep the, keep the tonality of it, like, you know, consistent. It's like, keep it fun, keep it light, joyous, um, curious. These are like all my little <laughs> buzzwords that I, I float around in my head um those are great words so so great and like I mean that's why that's the reason to do anything right because it's it makes you happy it brings joy it brings other people joy um and uh one of the things and we're kind of gonna like delve into some of the videos and everything but one of the things that you do consistently that I love is at the end of your video at the end of your mm. clip you're smiling you're laughing yeah and that makes me so happy I can't even tell you like it's just so much fun um and to see yeah. like how much fun you're having with it is that's that's what it's all about yeah definitely um it's all uh a lot of it you know it's all intentional like every every piece of, of the videos every piece of how I'm running the the pages is like I've thought about every piece of it it's all it's all on purpose like um you know, this is one of my big things. A lot of content creators, they will, 
you know, I feel like I have to make a video every single day or like two videos a day. And it's like constantly churning out. Um, I really try to only make a video when I'm like in the mood and have a good concept for one. Mm -hmm. And that way, by the end, I feel great. You know, I just, yeah. uh, and also in these videos, I'm doing like a ton of takes. Like I don't just, I mean, it seems easy, but there's a lot, a lot of work that goes into prepping these things. And so when I finally get that good take and I know, oh, that was the one, I just, it makes me very happy. Yes. <laughs> so I like that. So it's basically like, you're, you're like, yeah, I nailed it. Right. And then you just smile or you laugh or whatever. Um, yeah. And, so, and yeah. of course, part of it is, I mean, there's a little shtick there too, which we can get into. Uh, I can talk about that concept as well. Yeah. So, you know what, we'll, we'll talk about um, how this all came about, but let's definitely like delve into the actual videos. And for anyone who's listening or watching and has not seen Josh's videos, um, what he's doing is recreating movie sounds with really cool percussive instruments and other things that you find or yeah. you think up um, and like the, the sound effects um, in a scene from a movie or a show you did like a Simpsons clip I saw um, yeah. and um, it's and actually the the thing you were doing is this right this was before the movie clips you were doing the rhythms of comedy yeah yeah. And is that okay? So I wasn't sure if that's kind of how you started, but but doing sound effects to comedy routines, which so funny, like it's just hysterical. Yeah, um, yeah. So maybe talk a little bit about that. That would be great. So um, I guess I should preface it by saying like I'm not a social media creature. <laughs> it does mm -hmm. not come naturally to me at all. I actually never had a personal Instagram before I started this page um was really not into snapchat like not i'm just not a social media person it's just not mm -hmm. who i am which is of course now very ironic um but it was just during the pandemic i everyone was you know taking to social media so i was like okay i'd moved back home and um suddenly like had access to my drum set again i've been playing the drums since i was four years old and just thought like okay i should just you know maybe film myself playing some drums and upload it to instagram and just as a way to entertain you know me and my like <laughs> five friends that i had um <laughs> before the pandemic i was living in the city working at nbc really trying to get into comedy i was in the nbc page program uh, which was very exciting and i was you know doing improv comedy at the upright citizens brigade theater i was doing stand-up trying to perform and just really i was writing comedy i was trying really trying to be a comedian mm -hmm. and um the idea for rhythms of comedy came when i heard jerry seinfeld do an interview and he said that sometimes he'll spend like up to an hour trying to whittle just one syllable off of a joke and he's like it's all about the rhythm the rhythm's the most important thing you mess up the rhythm like the whole joke is dead even if the material is good right and that got me thinking oh i i should like I should try to dig into the mechanics of this. It's some, you know, these are my two interests. I, I love rhythm and I, I was really trying to get into comedy. And so I just wanted to combine them. And of course, people had done that kind of thing before. People like Dan Weiss, you know, he played like in 2010, mm -hmm. he played to that clip of the auctioneer, which is amazing. Yes. And like David Dockery, like one of those early drum YouTube legends mm -hmm. had done this sort of thing. But no one had ever done it in like an analytical way, like using the drums as a tool to kind of figure out the mechanics of something and to really kind of understand speech patterns and what makes something funny. Why is this landing? Why is like, 
what makes this person like what makes Seinfeld what makes Bill Burr like why are they so good right and it's the delivery um and so that's was sort of the mission of the rhythms of comedy project just mm -hmm. really just for myself because I was not a great stand-up comedian <laughs> like, I, I just I was just genuinely curious about how to become a better comedian and I was using the drum something I know how to do as a way to investigate it I, I sort of have a, like an academic bent like I was a very good student really into like my grades in school and so like research and like you know yeah things like yeah. that are something that's like I gravitate towards that that kind of study I guess you could mm -hmm. call it so it was, yeah it was just a study and turns out like other people were interested in it too I guess because I was I was very enthusiastic about it and that was contagious mm-hmm yeah, well, that's a really good point to make. I, I think it does have a, it has a lot to do with your enthusiasm for sure. Um, but it is really interesting. So you were actually, you were on a quest to be a better comedian and understand rhythm and timing. Right. And you were breaking down those pieces of um, their comedy routines into rhythms to better understand how to make your your act more rhythmic or flow better. Like that. Exactly, kind of, yeah. That's incredible. Um, it was not at all... Uh, like, oh, I, I wonder if I can do this to go viral. Mm -hmm. I wonder if I can do this to, it wasn't even that I wanted to like be a better drummer. I really was just interested in comedy. And I just happened to have this ability where I can play the drums. And so I, that was just my entry point. That is fantastic. So you're, so at this point you're in the, the, the you're at NBC, mm. you said, right? In the comedy yeah. um, page program. Is that what you yeah, said? Yeah, it's, it's, it's the page program. It's this like very prestigious thing where mm -hmm. you cycle through different uh, positions at NBC. You know, I, I got to work at Saturday Night Live. It was very exciting. Oh, my God. And uh, then, of course, 20, that was my last day of the program was like March of 2020. Everything shut down and it all kind of just like came tumbling down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but then I did after that, I started writing for the Today Show. Uh, oh, Okay. Yeah, so I was actually doing that up until November of 2021. So the whole time that I was really doing like rhythms of comedy, uh, like the most of the sound effects stuff, um, I was also working a full time job uh, in TV, which is interesting. And it, and this was just my side hustle, not even a side hustle. I wouldn't even call it a hustle because I wasn't hustling with it. I was just doing it to have a good time. <laughs> yeah, I, I just genuinely enjoyed doing it, and then you know, opportunities just kind of started presenting themselves naturally. And I decided um, I'm in my I'm in my 20s. Let's just like take a risk. And so I've gone full time to just doing content, left my fancy, nice job. And I'm a professional drummer now, I guess you could call yeah. it. <laughs> yes, you are. Absolutely. Um, so I have I have a question. Did yeah. did the rhythms of comedy, did that improve your comedy routine? It was, well, it's funny, I actually haven't performed very much comedy ever since I started doing it because I started just <laughs> making the drum videos. Uh, it definitely, I bet it would, though. Yeah. What I've noticed, though, is that it's very much improved my ear. Mm -hmm. And um, when I'm listening to stand-up specials or anything like that, I can really hear. It's sort of like, you know, I can see the Matrix now. Mm -hmm. I've done yeah. so many of these. I yeah. can just I can like hear it right away. It's almost becoming intuitive. Mm -hmm. um, like you know how you practice with a metronome enough, like you just know where the the triplet subdivision is. You you just know intuitively. Oh, the sixteenth note. You you don't you don't have to guess. Like you do it enough, yeah. you're not guessing anymore. Absolutely. Uh, it's kind of become like that 
which is annoying sometimes because I'll, I'll be talking to someone and I'll be like, oh, those are perfect 16th nuts in my head. I love that so much. That's that's incredible. That's yeah. like it's it's similar to like I always say being a, a drummer and um listening to music or having music on in the background and doing anything. You could be right. yeah, no, it doesn't it doesn't happen. Walking, it's always in rhythm with the music, always, no matter what, you know. And yeah. um, you know, I, so actually, I really can't listen to music while I drive, which is annoying because I just get I get distracted. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> a fast song comes on and all of a sudden you're just like speeding around. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that's too funny. Okay, so so and all the rhythms of comedy too. I thought it was so interesting because like people picked up on it, like the comedians picked up on it, and we're talking about it and everything. And I thought that was so cool because they really appreciated it too. Because I you can you can tell those the comedians that you mentioned and um, that you've played too, they have honed that craft as well you know yeah. they've studied it and like it's it's in them so like to have that recognized by a drummer as a real thing like their rhythm of their of their routine like how cool is that yeah um a lot of times the cool thing about social media that i was realizing was that all these famous people these you know comedians who i really looked up to they have social media too just like mm -hmm. you know they're also looking <laughs> looking at the feed and so a lot of times I would do these videos and they would see it um, sometimes within like 10 minutes of me uploading it. I, I, oh I would God. get a DM or a comment from, you know, Hannibal Burris, uh, Ken Jong, like these crazy people um, ready to be like, this is amazing. Thank you. And a lot of times they would say, uh, this is something that I've thought about, but never quite like this. Mm -hmm. And they would, they would like be, you know, they would just be very in enthused by, by the fact that someone had noticed sort of this underlying mechanic. I think that any public speaker or any like, you know, any grand rhetor, <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> it's all rhythm. Like it's, it's the most yeah. important thing to, like, if you're delivering any sort of message. Um, That's so true. The coolest one though, was I did a video for Hannah Gatsby, um, terrific performer mm -hmm. and extremely rhythmic and percussive in her delivery. Mm -hmm. um, I got a message from her manager a producer, this woman named Jenny Shamash, who we went to the same college. We later found out uh, Amherst wow. College, in Massachusetts. Yeah, and we were we both had the same like weird major too. Uh, she got, she reached out. We connected all the stuff, and she said, "Hannah saw your video and she loves it. You won't believe this, but the way that you were drumming to that bit, when she was practicing and writing that bit, she would sort of tap on her legs to figure out like the rhythm of how she wanted to say it, and she would tap along basically the same exact way that you picked up on it." In your beat. Wow. Um, that is super cool. That was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, in the, I guess in the comedy world, there are some comedians who do like very much like, okay, these are the rhythms. I'm slowing down here. I'm speeding up here. Accent mm -hmm. here. You know, mm -hmm. that those types of things make a big difference. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, you could have two people deliver the same, the same exact lines and have a complete different reaction. Um, from the cr the crowd, depending on how it's delivered, right? Yeah, like, I could go on stage with like you know Seinfeld's book of jokes, and no one would laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone could do Seinfeld. Yeah. I'm not sure, but that's uh -huh. so that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> there, you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I I cannot forget to ask you though, what is the weird major that you that you had in college that you just I mentioned? majored in French literature. Wow. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Old friend books. They called my name, and I, I couldn't resist the uh, the siren. 
the siren call. That is so, um, so interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, I went to Amherst College, which is a very small liberal arts college up in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, Not too far from me, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the whole idea there is like everything should be interdisciplinary. You know, you take um, concepts from different studies you and you bring them together. And that's how you come up with the original ideas. It's kind of the underlying thought behind the education that you get at Amherst. Mm-hmm. And I just always had a, a knack for like French. I took it in high school. I really enjoyed it. And I really liked the professors. And I don't know, I just kind of landed on it because I just really enjoyed reading those books. And I love the department. That is um, so cool. I take that interdisciplinary attitude with me now right into what I'm doing, you know, like combining different disciplines, comedy and drums or like you know, movie sound effects and, and drums, or mm-hmm. uh, I guess it's maybe those two. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, that is, that's so great, though. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Weird and it kind of, it kind of really? makes sense, right? Like the French literature thing. Now that I'm thinking about it, it makes sense with the Ratatouille video because. Yeah. Right? Like. <laughs> um, <laughs> the best food in the world is made in Paris. Yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly. Oh, my gosh. But, Paris is one of my favorite places in the whole world. And I, I do remember seeing like the building from that, from that movie Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. I saw that in Paris and I was like, oh my gosh, there it is. Yeah. Um, it's, it's incredible over there. When I yeah. was a senior in college, um, I did tie my, my two loves together. I made this documentary about drummers in the French military, um, wow. which was a, like one of the coolest projects I've ever done. And the, Basically, the documentary is about how, you know, in, in Europe, this, we're talking about military snare drumming. So mm-hmm. every country has their own little style of doing it, little inter- idiosyncrasies of how, you know, snare drummers play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in France, it's really weird. Like the rhythms are incredibly complex. They're like groupings of five and all this wacky mm-hmm. stuff. Um, there's just like so many ornamentations, incredibly difficult complicated snare drum music like crazier than I had ever seen any place else and like a really just weird sort of stick technique everything is kind of a little bit kooky and that I, st- I was like kind of reading about this online there wasn't much information um but I'd come across like these these like, like some sheet music and I was looking at it and I was like this just looks very odd mm-hmm. and I just got interested in it and then made contact with this guy named Yvonne Roussel who is like one of the last living grandmasters of the French tambour. He's like, he's in his seventies and um, he's like a deaf in one ear and he blinded one eye and he has a limp and he has, so like, he can't march. He can't, and his hand is also paralyzed. So he can't play, he can't really hear, but he still like has a drum school in Brittany in France and like refuses to let this like weird art form die. And he's teaching drums. And so the documentary was about me going to France to take a drum lesson with this man. yeah. Wow. Okay. So is this documentary like viewable somewhere? You can watch the trailer on my YouTube channel um, okay. for it. The full thing is that it's interesting because I, I was very inspired by uh, Antonio Sanchez and I was, I was just, a, I was here in college. And I was like, I can do that. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I, the movie itself is like, you have to view it like with me performing live along with it. That's kind of how I cut it. So I would drum along to the movie I and there are it. long stretches where there's just like nothing happening on screen and I'm playing. Um, so it's kind of an interactive thing. But um, I have been in talks with the uh, French Cultural Embassy in New York to do a big screening there. 
of the film. So oh my if God. that happens, you know, stay tuned to the socials. I'll, I'll let everybody know if that's going down. Yeah, stay tuned for that. Yeah. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get myself to New York. It's not. It's a far. pretty. It's a. It's an interesting um, little pocket of the world. These people yeah. just. They just care so intensely about this art form. It's really inspiring. Mm-hmm. Like you know, um, when someone just cares so much about something, it's mm-hmm. really like I don't know. Just it just makes you do a double take, and it makes you think about okay, well, what what do I really care about? What mm-hmm. is really important? Mm-hmm. why why are, are things important it just brings up all those questions because these people i mean they their whole lives snare drum that's amazing one thing yeah in like, in like in a different way too like that's yeah. that's incredible i i feel so lucky especially with this podcast because um i spent the majority of my career like talking to people right and and mm. delving into what they love and what makes them tick and you know, just in everyday conversation. Um, but like, t- it, it's inspiring to me, like you just said, to talk to someone who's so into something right. that like, they dedicate their life to it. And a, a lot of the people I talked about, it's, dr- you know, talk to it's drumming or music, but also um, creativity. Uh, I work with a lot of vendors who are super into what they do or mm. other people at other companies. Um, it's just like, it's so amazing when you find someone who is in love with what they do or, you know, what it, what it is that makes them unique. Right. And they just, and they just like are an expert at it, you know? Um, Yeah. And I, I kind of bring that into my content Mm -hmm. because I think it makes you feel good when you see someone else just feeling good and enjoying what Mm -hmm. they're doing. And so I try to always, you know, have a good time on camera, have a good time when I'm making the videos and that energy transfers to the audience and so I, I do think about that very consciously uh whenever I'm doing a video it's so great it's so so great and I definitely want to talk about the 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 um the movie and tv like sound effect videos because I love the fact that every video there's something in it like a you're using things mm-hmm. that are not typically percuss- percussion instruments or thought of as a percussion instrument right. um, you have like gathered that you found. Yeah, um, I've become a hoarder. You should see my basement. It's just, <laughs> I got a package the other day and I saved the, the plastic that it came in. I was like, this is a good sound. My fa- I, I live with my family and uh, they just roll their eyes. They're like, oh my God, here we go. You should really see the room. I mean, the room that where I have my drums, it used to be just filled with drum stuff and now it's filled with garbage. <laughs> <laughs> the, the good kind of garbage the good, yeah, good, good the noise making garbage yeah. i love it and i've i've said it a couple times on this podcast in different contexts but like i love the, the noises that things make like it it's obviously like being a drummer i just like gravitate toward that and being a music mm-hmm. fan but like the things like the little things even like just the airpod case like open and closing like that yeah. noise it's just so good. Like it's something so satisfying about that. And so yeah. when I see you, you have like your, you know, you have bubble wrap that you're that you're squishing, or you have like a hacky sack and um, you know, a little cylinder that you like hit on your hand to make a little like suction noise. It's yeah, just that that was that's a guitar slide, that thing that I Oh, used. okay, all right, yeah. all right. I wasn't sure what that was. So good. It's so, yeah. so good. Um, so were you like so you got a package in the mail, took the plastic out, you're like, that's a great noise. I have to keep it. Like is that what you're yeah, doing? It's, it's brutal. It's, you don't want this <laughs> lifestyle. That's not good. <laughs> Every time I'm I'm like, oh this 
Oh, okay. Mm, I'll keep that one. Mm. <laughs> Set that um, aside with that exact amount of liquid in it, right? Yeah. Um, uh, I get the through line that I can draw from the rhythms of comedy into the sound effects stuff, um, which will maybe tie some of like this this concept together. It's just that, uh, well, the the idea I was making the rhythm, rhythms of comedy and it was going well, but one day I had a thought like, oh man all the videos are in English. Mm -hmm. All the videos have a lot of words in them. I wonder if I could reach a wider audience if I removed language. So smart. And this is, you know, taking some inspiration from like Blue Man Group. You know, you could, if you're in China, if you're in Mexico, it doesn't matter. You can go and see Blue Man Group and you'll laugh. You have a great time and enjoy this, this show. Mm -hmm. um, and I love Blue Man Group. I've seen it a bunch of times. Uh, and so... And I had read that like they like very consciously like they write jokes and they do the routines like they don't have any language so that it's yeah. universal. And I wanted to kind of do the same thing, experiment with that. So I thought, okay, well, how can I do like rhythms of comedy without any words? Like comedy is kind of sort of a language-based situation uh, most of the time, at least in the way that I was thinking about it. But then I started thinking, well, okay, I, I really like impressions. I've always thought that impressions were kind of magical when someone does like a really good impression and their, mm -hmm. their appearance stays the same, but just the voice is like coming out of nowhere and it's like magic. Mm -hmm. um, and I was, okay, so th that what would that be? That would be like, okay, uh, maybe I could do impressions with the drum set. Maybe I could have like the drum stick kind of do an impression of something else. And what would that be? That would be kind of, uh, that. maybe that would be like the same kind of magic if this one object was sort of impersonating something else. And then that's how I came up with the idea. Wow. So it's very exciting. Even for me, when you find an object, you know, and like it sounds, it looks like one thing, but it sounds like another thing. And it yeah. is magical in that, yeah. in that same way. It's like, it's very exciting every time for me. It sounds, you know, like corny or, or nerdy, but that's okay. Uh, no, it's, just, great. Like, it's, it's very, um, there, there's something about it that's just like, oh, wow. You know, mm -hmm. it's, um, and that's why, like, the curiosity thing is important. Just, like, this is this, but I don't want to make too many assumptions because it could also be this. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I love I love talking to people who have that curiosity, whatever it's about. Again, I mean, it comes down to, like, the passion for something, the interest in something, the love for, you know, something. And then, and then you discover the curiosity, which, it, you know, curiosity is the it's the core of the creativity, right? Like you have mm. to be really in interested in what if you yeah, ask the right. question, what if, mm. and then explore it. And I just love that. Um, you know, you see it in kids so much and then people grow up and they kind of like stop being curious about things. And I, I just, that's a goal in my life is to just always be a curious person, always be asking the question, what if. Um, I feel like these videos have sort of saved me in that regard because I, after I graduated from college and you know, I went to this like very intense college and I like had went to very intense high school and I got the, uh, the Jewish family and the whole situation. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I was going down this path of like, um, you know, I had that job it was like, you know, I was in an office, I was wearing a dress shirt every day and like just working, 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 working all the time. And um, the videos give me the opportunity to, you know, the, everyone likes to say this word childlike, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. it's just a, a way to sort of continue to play is very important yeah. to me um, yeah. and to just keep that attitude that like there is a lot of value in just playing 
Um, another thing which really inspires me in this regard is just um, like you take a snare drum, how many sounds can you get out of just that? Mm -hmm. talk, this is a drum, drumming podcast, so we talk about drums. Yes, uh, yeah, like that's always been something that's incredibly fascinating to me. Um, uh -huh. I was just in New Orleans. In, in New Orleans, every bar, every restaurant, there's a live band. I mean, yeah. I've never been there before. This blew my mind. I mean, there's just music everywhere. It's amazing. And what's really crazy is that all the bands are good. Like, mm -hmm. and they like the killer. Drummers down, the drummers down there just have a different way of playing the snare drum. Mm -hmm. um, it's just like it's a whole other universe where they could play a whole gig just with the snare drum. Yeah, you know, they can get every sound they need just out of the snare drum. And that people like Shannon Powell, who I, I saw down there play. Mm -hmm. I mean, that guy, the touch and the feel and the, mm -hmm. the dynamic, and he can yes. say he can say more with the buzz roll than a lot of people can with the whole kit. Absolutely, mm -hmm. Stanton Moore is another one who yes, New Orleans, and just like you, you know, you can you hear his music and you know that it's him. You know, right. it's, totally, yeah, hundred percent. So um, and so I, another example of that, which is uh, a little bit more zany, when I was in high school. I saw, like, I was really into watching those Guitar Center drum off videos, which are mm -hmm. like, it's a whole other vibe. You know, those drum off things with the octopad, they got the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. But I remember when I was in high school, I saw um, one of the winners, this guy Juan, Juan Carlito Mendoza. Mm -hmm. Yep. And in his solo, you know, like near three quarters of the way through, he takes a snare drum out of the stand, flips it over, and plays on the snare wires upside down. And yeah. this blew my little high school mind yeah yeah completely out of my head because it just was like oh my god the drum set you can do whatever you want to it for sure you, can, you could take a snare drum out of stand you could play it upside down you could you could take your time and like turn it sideways you could you could just like it really expanded my mind in that one little moment um and it just got that really got me thinking like okay this is sort of like a games there's so many sounds you can just get out of one drum. Mm -hmm. And in my videos, a lot of times I try to, like in that Simpsons ones, for instance, like I wonder if I can just do this whole scene just on a snare drum. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of a challenge I laid out for myself. And that is always right. a very fun thing. I think that all the drummers that I really admire or that anyone really admires, like the top, top drummers, have all gone super deep into one thing. It's like that same like insatiable curiosity type thing. Mm -hmm. Take someone like Mark Juliana. He's just gone so deep into like subdivision, knowing where the pulse is and like, you know, mm -hmm. his whole like, dynamics, orchestration, rate, phrasing. Like he's just gone yeah. so deep into that method. Yes. Or um, someone like, uh, I don't know. That's, I, I was use that yeah. as an example. No, that's a, per um, that's a perfect example. So perfect. And it actually. Like, yeah. So, so deep or like, uh, I'm trying to think of another example to tie together. But anyway, like the thing that I, or like Jojo Mayer went super deep into like recreating electronic sounds acoustically on the drum set. Yes. Like yeah. Just like so incredibly deep that you didn't even know that it went down that far. Yeah. Like just kept yeah. going, kept exploring. And I guess my thing that I wanted to go like very deep in, because I'd never seen anyone do this before, was like tone, texture. Mm hmm. Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's like timbre. I'd never really seen a, another drummer do like such an incredibly deep, like focus on just like sound and mm -hmm. different sound qualities, just, and that's it. As opposed to, you know, 
I guess I'd be working more as a drummer if I had focused on, you know, like time or group. <laughs> but, uh, like I just went, I just got like so obsessed and very curious about like how many sounds can I get out of this instrument? Yes. Yeah. You, but you found your, your place though. Like right. that, that's, that's your thing. And it's, and it's so great. And the videos that are, you know, that, that you've put out are just, they're so fantastic. Um, if anyone hasn't seen them, you have to check these out. And we, the last time we talked, you were telling me that some of the, I think it was like the Spider-Man video mm. that you did, right? That was, um, that was actually commissioned. Um, that, that one wasn't commissioned, but okay. they, there are a bunch that have been commissioned. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, that, that was going to be my next question about like, how do you decide what clips to, to do? Like, is that, are you watching a movie and you're just like, oh, that's perfect. That would be a perfect clip. Or you already have it in your head. Like you've thought in the past about it. Um, well, it's interesting. Sometimes now, you know, this is my, this has become my business. So mm -hmm. some of them are sponsored. Mm -hmm. I mean, it lines up perfectly for that because you have a movie to promote or if you have a game or something that you want to promote, it just plugs right into the format. Right. Is, you know, it's quite valuable. Yes. But just in terms of like an organic one, this is kind of cool. I have an intern now um, who, oh. <laughs> who helps me source clips and gives me ideas and writes up like trend reports for me. So um, great. Yeah. She's awesome. Talia, shout out. Uh, she's a, a student at Northwestern. Absolutely fantastic. Can't believe I have an intern. Uh, that's a cool <laughs> thing. Yes. But yeah, a lot of times it's just... What I've found is actually, as I've made more and more of these, it hasn't gotten more difficult. It's gotten easier. I thought mm -hmm. that it would, oh, okay, I'm going to run out of ideas. I'm going to run out of sounds. I'm going to run out of possibilities here. As I've made more and more, it's just become easier and easier to the point where if I see a clip, I can pretty much figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, it's just like when you spend a lot of time with someone, it doesn't become harder to come up with things to talk about. It just becomes easier. Mm -hmm, exactly. I want to develop that relationship with, you know, making sounds with the drum set, right? Just, mm -hmm. It's become easier and easier. So now I've focused more on just um, something maybe that's in pop culture, something that people are maybe talking about that'll help give it kind of a boost that people will resonate with. Uh, you know, something like Wordle. Everyone's playing mm -hmm. Wordle? Yeah. Right, let me try my hand at doing uh, some Wordle. That was a really fun one because the game itself does not have any sounds. It's mm -hmm. only silent game. So I, yeah. you know, I was like, hmm, I wonder what it would sound like if it did have sounds. And this is opening up a whole new door for me of like, okay, maybe we should add things, add sounds to things that are silent. And this is how I've kind of been operating the whole time. It's not like, oh, what's my next idea? What's my next, mm -hmm. like hitting my head against the wall? Just to kind of keep going until something is like, oh, maybe I should go this way. Mm-hmm. That's so good. I like that. It's not forced. It doesn't, and it won't come across as forced, you know, if it's not yeah. if it's coming to you organically. Um, the Wordle one is so good. And it made me think for a second, I was like, does it have sound? And I haven't had yeah. the sound one. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. I was just like, wait a minute. I haven't heard the sound before. I think I had my phone on silent or something. Um, but then I was like, no, it doesn't. And this is like all what if. Right, which it's all like, what if it's all imaginary. I mean, the whole thing is imaginary. It's all just like on a screen. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> it's all just a, a big fever dream fantasy thing on social media. 
Which um, is amazing. It's yeah. just amazing. And and we should probably talk to you. I, I'm going to throw out some numbers here because these numbers are super crazy. Okay. Um, you have almost 800,000 followers on Instagram and mm. your posts, like one post has millions of likes. Like you're, it's, it's amazing to me. Thousands and thousands of comments. Like the, the um, engagement is incredible. And then on TikTok, you have 3.7 million followers and 75 million likes. And that's TikTok is at Josh Place Drums yep. um, for anyone who has not checked it out. I am just incredibly amazed. I know this has happened in kind of a short ish amount of time. Yeah. I mean, I are you kind of like shocked by this or that... am I okay? Is the question you're asking? Are you all right? <laughs> That's um, the question. Are you okay? <laughs> everything okay, Josh? I'm worried about you. Uh, yeah, we're okay. Um, it is, I would say that I would not uh, wish that on anyone, actually. Um, yeah. It is, on the one hand, can be very intoxicating, extremely fun, extremely exciting. can also be highly pressurized. It can be nerve-wracking, anxiety-inducing, stressful. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. My last video did very well. My next video has, has to do as well or, or else I'm finished. It's over. Mm -hmm. you know? um, a lot of that. A yeah. lot of, um, you know, it's just you can get really in, in your head about it. Right. I actually, I mean, it's no joke. In, um, like, in January, I really was thinking about quitting. Mm -hmm. I was almost like 95% going to just stop. Wow. Because I, as I mentioned before, I'm not a social media guy, not a, like a creature of the internet, really. Mm. And I was just, it's impossible to upload something and then not check it. Check it. Yeah. I always tried like, you know what, today I'm just going to upload that video and close the app. Then right. I'll it. it would be like if you're telling a joke on stage and you deliver a joke in front of an audience and then you hold your ears just so you don't know if they laugh or not. Right. Right. But, right. I mean, you need that kind of feedback. It's like, Oh, how's this being received? It's very tough. Maybe I'm not enlightened enough to just make something and be like, I made it and that's it. And I don't care what anybody thinks, <laughs> uh, I, you know, cause it's also like, it was my, it's become my business and like yes. you know, the, the views and the likes and the comments equals money. Yes, <laughs> it's, exactly. You know, it's like how I'm going to sustain myself and move out of my parents' house. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was just like spending so much time on my phone. I was getting so wrapped up in like the numbers and just, mm -hmm. it really was starting to weigh on me. I, I got like another thing happened. I had this bit of an episode <laughs> where I was making a video where I needed a squishing sound mm -hmm. and I was like okay I'll use it like a banana and I was like squishing this banana on my on the snare drum I was like squishing it and I, I, I couldn't get it right and I was I was doing like 20 takes still didn't get it right and I was like pushing like 30 40 50 takes on this video yeah. of banana like squishing this thing around and then I like in between a like one of those takes, I just looked at myself and I was like covered in brown, like banana. It was like all over my drums. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, I've lost the plot here. Like, this is not, <laughs> something's wrong. So this is not, like when I was a kid, it's not what I dreamed what you of. you imagined, like, yeah. Not, 
this was not the fantasy to be covered in like mushy banana, like ruining my drum head, like just like about to do my like 55th take of like this video. Like what is going on? Like this, I just felt like very, I don't know. I felt very alone in that mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. And then there was like a month and a half where I, I like physically could not bring myself to make a video. I could not get in front of the camera. Couldn't even play the drums. Like I just like would get very anxious. I like, got just sitting at the drums. I couldn't even do it. Right. I had to completely step away. And um, I have a therapist now. Good. That's Worked great. It out. Yes. Recommend it to anyone. If you're a creator, if you spend a lot of time on the internet, you should have a therapist. Just mm -hmm. like, just point blank. I think it's a good idea. You don't need to see it all the time. Just like, just check in on your mental health or at least have a network of people that you can be yes. checking in on each other because it is very draining. It's not a natural thing to be like on your phone and so concerned about, oh, like, it's just, it's also random, you know? Mm -hmm. A video could go viral for like no reason or the reason that you don't expect or uh, a video that you love could bomb. You know, it's just like, mm -hmm. it's yeah. such a slot machine. And so that's, you just have really hard. Yeah. I had to take a moment to sort of work on this yes. before, I, before I could get back to working on this. That's good. It's so um, important. Yeah. It's so, so important. And, you know, for anyone, like you just said, any creators out there, you're, you're, you're really living your life on the validation of strangers, you know, and that's right. a really hard thing. It's a hard thing to do. It's, it is isolating. I think um, you can't just, you know, call your friend from college and be like, yeah, so I didn't get, you know, 7 million likes on this. Right, post. Exactly, like, yeah. what? You know, it's it, so like, you know, where, where you're at and what you need, what you're getting from what you're doing is like, it is isolating because it's hard for, I think, the majority of people to understand um, how you're feeling about that. And and just the, the toll that it takes, I think, to constantly be like checking and checking and checking a post and, again, comparing it to other posts and right. to other creators and all of that. But I'm so glad that, um, you know, you're feeling better about it. And um, I do like that you you are you know, you're doing things that, um, that you want to do that make you happy. Right. You're, not, you're not putting pressure on yourself. Like, so the banana video wasn't <laughs> working out. So forget about the banana video. You yeah, know, <laughs> we lost that one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. And this is, that is not meant to be like a, what was me type story. It's just no. a cautionary tale. Be yes. like, being an online creator seems very glamorous. Seems like, oh my God, they make a fortune. Holy moly. They get recognized on the street. Oh man, this is glitz and glamour. Uh, how cool. Uh, it can be. Yeah, there's that aspect of it, which is a lot of fun and very cool. And you're like, oh my God, I'm hot stuff. I've uh, got all these followers. People love me. I'm on television. But it also, there are many occupational hazards, just like with, you know, a lot of jobs. Mm -hmm. It's a job at the end of the day. Like you have to... Um, like make sure you have all the skills necessary to go into this line of work. And one of those skills is the mental strength, mental toughness. Mm -hmm. And I guess um, sort of like ability to like just handle it. Um, it's, it's important. So I, I guess a lot of people are always coming up to me like, oh, I, I want to like, I want to get to where you are. I want to have like all these followers on social media. I'm like, well, just make sure that that is something that you do really want and make right. sure that you want it for the right reason. Um, right. Also, yeah. I think about this all the time. Um, and like, my, my, so I have, I have managers now and they're always like, post some Instagram stories. Like, let people know what you're up to, you know? Like, just give them a little slice mm -hmm. of your life. 
And I don't do that. If you follow me on Instagram or, or TikTok or any of the pages, you notice that I, I post very infrequently and I <laughs> never post anything about my life or about you know my personal stuff or anything like that. I don't take photos of what I'm eating or what I'm doing or with my friends, nothing. I don't do any of that. Mm -hmm. um, I almost never post Instagram stories like, <laughs> at all, which yeah. is to the detriment of, of the page, I will admit. But it's because I want my social media pages, my little corner of the internet to be designed only to make people feel good when they come to it. I don't want anything on the page to make anyone feel at all bad about anything. Mm -hmm. um, and so I know that when I go on social media and I see like my friends hanging out with my other friends and I'm not there, like, I feel terrible, you know, like, or if I see even people who I don't know, they're posting pictures of like their lives. It's just, or, you know, they're working out so much and they're eating this like incredible food or whatever. Maybe it makes them feel good and that's great, but it doesn't make me feel good. And mm -hmm. I don't want to give that, then transmute that experience onto someone else. Sure. Um, and so it's just like, I just make the content designed to like spread a bit of joy and that's it. I really keep the personal stuff out of it. I keep anything that could make anyone feel like, ooh, why is my life not as cool as that? I don't mm -hmm. do that. Um, mm -hmm. Just because social media can get like that. And I, I'm aware of that. And I, I take that very seriously because if you're spending a lot of time on these apps, you know, it can alter your brain in a way that's not so good. Mm -hmm. If you are, you know, always seeing, oh my God, these people are like, they're at this crazy bar. Why? And I'm at home. That's, that's what's wrong with me. You know, I, so I, it's really right. just, I make it just about the content. I make it just about the thing. You can come to it, get 30 seconds of a little silly joy um, in your life and you move on. That's it. Yes, exactly. I love that. I, I'm, I'm pretty much the same way. And I know the recommendation is, to the opposite to you right. know post on the stories and all the fun stuff that you're doing or whatever you're doing like you said the food or whatever um but i am also like that where i just i don't know it's just, just something that's um like i will send pictures to my friends um or share like that if we're if there's something that's mutually interesting like that kind yeah. of thing but, um but otherwise like you know the the personal life thing it's i think it's a hard thing to share if if you're feeling that way you know yeah one thing i'm working on well before i say that i'll just say like i don't know if it's as cool anymore either i feel like um as a society very gradually we're kind of re all realizing that it's not that cool to <laughs> like take a photo of everything you eat um but one thing i'm i'm working on is i guess this is important for any like creator or artist in addition to at least today in, in this sort of industry landscape, in the internet culture, it's important to not only make the art, but to also tell the story of that art and so that people can connect to it. Um, and to like tell the story of like your journey. Like you said at the top of this call, like it's been so fun to watch you progress. This is something that I'm working on and getting better at. It's not okay. coming naturally. So I'm like going to put in the work the same way like someone could be like, Oh, uh, being a stand-up comic, like just delivery, it comes naturally. You can't work on it. Mm -hmm. and I think, or like groove is something that comes naturally. You cannot work on it. Well, Benny Greb disproved that. You know, <laughs> you work on yeah. it. Um, same thing. Like I think I'm gonna. I'm working on now becoming a better storyteller. I'm working on you know kind of bringing people into the journey a little bit more without posting photos of everything I eat, but <laughs> more just like bringing people more into the fold, telling my story, sort of explaining the 
like the thinking behind the videos and how I approach drumming, music, content creation, that, um, that mm -hmm. is what I'm trying to do on the YouTube channel, which is the new venture. Yeah, uh, yeah. so tell us of, about that. Yeah, YouTube channel has been very exciting. Um, I started actually started a YouTube channel in 2013. This is way, way long ago. Um, yeah. When I was in middle school, I wanted to be like iCarly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so started this YouTube channel. All the videos have since like been, all the early ones have since been deleted. Oh, no. <laughs> like, we can't um, middle school, Josh. No, 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 no. But I had, you know, would upload videos periodically. And I think between 2013 and 2020, I gained five subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> and by contrast, between January 2022 and now, I've gained a million it has grown so fast, so quickly. Once I've started putting a little, I've started watering the plant a little more. Yes. Um, it's, yeah, it's been absolutely just stratospheric over there on YouTube. It's extremely exciting. Um, but now I'm prepared for that. I know yeah. it's not, I, I'm like, I've done this before and, and I'm not letting it get to me. Um, mm -hmm. And just sort of like, Good. okay, now I have an opportunity now to do a bit more storytelling, maybe put out some longer videos that people will want to watch. Um, it's just an exciting thing. I'm sort of like going to try to give myself the, the liberty to experiment more, try different things the same way, like, you know, when I was first started, just was trying a bunch of things and seeing what would stick. I want to do that again. And I think okay. it's like, it's scary now because I've got this thing and people watch them and people know me um, to be like, to put something out there and be like, oh, I don't know if this is good. I don't know if this is worthwhile, but that's what I'm going to try to do on the YouTube channel. If you're interested mm -hmm. in that, come on over yeah. uh, and just see me like, you know, experiment mm -hmm. over there. And there's already, oh. a million, there's already a million people watching. That's amazing. That <laughs> yeah. is amazing. I'm excited about that though, because I, I hear you talk about what you've done and, and the strategy behind it. And it's not like you, it's not like you went into this going, I'm going to get a million subscribers and this is how. I'm going to do it because I have this like social strategy in my head. You were like, I want to make these videos for this particular reason. Mm. And you did it organically. Like you did it, you did it from what was inside of you, from your curiosity and people gravitated toward it. And so I love that like that. So I think whatever you're coming up with, whatever you're working on is going to be interesting as well, because it's coming from a place of, you know, organic interest in what you're doing and wanting to share and wanting to put a smile on people's faces. So I think it's great. Thank you. Um, I also look forward to what it will be because I don't know. Um, <laughs> I Oftentimes when I'm making the videos, I sometimes during, sometimes right after, I'm like, I cannot believe that I am doing this. Because uh, like you said, it wasn't like in 2021, I just was like, Drum side effects. Mm, right. <laughs> you know, it's like it was a process that sort of like evolved kind of like on its own. Mm -hmm. Once you kind of get the ball rolling, it just becomes easier and easier to come up with new stuff. Mm -hmm. and, um, and now I'll watch back some of the old ones where they're like the scenes are like, you know, they're long, like 30, 40 seconds worth of stuff and I, all in one take. And then I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, my God, like, how did I even do that? Uh, it So and I like that feeling of just like the excitement 
being like, wow, this is like, I can't believe that I like, I made this, I figured this out. Like I figured out the, I figured out the puzzle of how to like get this scene and choreograph this on, on mm -hmm. one day. Um, and so that is what makes the videos like continuously exciting for me to do because they're mm -hmm. all like, there's a high degree of difficulty, but then there's a huge payoff. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, you can see. I mean, I when I watch your videos, I am I'm just amazed because like it's so fluid. Everything that you're doing is so fluid, but it's also so accurate, you know. So yeah, it's another just, word would be rehearsed. Uh yeah, that too, right? Yeah. Right. Preparation is important too, for yes. sure. Um, um the videos that take it depends actually it depends. Um some of them come together in like two hours. Mm -hmm. Some of them come together in like two to three days. Mm -hmm. um, I I really think about it almost less that I'm drumming and almost it's more of a choreography mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. once I figure out the sounds and whatever objects I'm going to use, then I choreograph it very meticulously and very purposefully mm -hmm. so that no motion or sound or striking of anything is obscured. So I, if I'm crossing my hands over, oh, okay, well, I'm going to have to move this object over there. So that way I can yeah. stay open in an open position. And that way every, the camera can see everything. Right. So what am I going to do with my face here? Am I going to, I'm going to look a little bit inquisitive because I want the audience to also feel that way. Mm -hmm. I choreograph everything. And then the smile at the end, I try to just like, oh, I get it. I can smile now. It feels good. Um, it's a relief smile yeah. too, right? Uh, but yeah, that is always to me the most fun and interesting part. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, okay. I mean, and by the way, this is not how Foley is actually done at all. It's a stupid <laughs> way of doing it. Uh, no one would ever do it like this. It's sort of like, I guess you could call it, it's its own art form. That it is. is. Uh, it's like, uh, it's like it's just doing it all in art. one take. Um, yeah. Yes. It's like, it's sort of its own thing. It's, it's not it is. quite, it's not quite Foley. It's, I just, so I call it drum comedy. It's just like a sort it. of like performance art that mm -hmm. on the drum set. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And that is always extremely fun. And it's really like doing a puzzle. Okay. Mm -hmm. I got to put the symbol on the right side and I'm going to have to, maybe I've, I got to hit it with my elbow. So that way I can keep holding on to this, like the, this uh, chopstick over here so that I can hit the glass mm -hmm. over here. Figuring out those movements every single time takes a long time to do. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's a matter of memorizing it. Um, memory is something that I'm extremely interested in, interested in as well, which is why the one take aspect appeals to me. Mm -hmm. um, when I was very young, I started taking drum lessons when I was four. Uh, my first ever drum teacher, this guy named JJ, who used to ride up to our house on a motorcycle <laughs> <laughs> and then come into the basement. And my, I'm, my, my dear parents let this motorcycle man down with their four-year-old. <laughs> uh, and he, you know, he was like a hard rocker. And so when okay. I was like four, I was playing Metallica and like <laughs> bashing. <laughs> um, Love it. But JJ, my first drum teacher, mm -hmm. did something which I, I'm like forever indebted to him, which is that every single lesson, and I think other drum, other drum teachers do this too, but we like, I guess I took to it as a kid. We would do this so often. Um, the repeat game, you familiar with this? Mm -hmm. But just like, he would play something on the pad and, you, mm -hmm. and then I would have to play it back. But he just would make them more and more difficult every single time and lengthen them. Mm. The point where he would be playing something very, very long, you know? Mm -hmm. 20 seconds worth of material and I would have to listen to it once and play it back. 
Wow. You just like train my young, uh, you know, neuroplasticity, four-year-old yes. brain to like be able to just hear something and have it. And That's I so great. thank you, JJ. I don't know where you are. I don't even know. Your, I don't even know what your last name is. <laughs> but he like gave me this ability to just remember stuff. Uh, just he like trained my, my four-year-old brain. It's like I'm. I feel very lucky that I have that ability where I can, um, like same thing. Like if I'm in rehearsal or something, I listen to it and I just I can just have it um, because mm-hmm. of that. Like when I was so so young, working with this guy JJ. Yeah. Just continuing to make the pieces that he would, that would have to remember longer and longer and longer and longer until eventually it's just like, I got it. And that is always fun for me and very satisfying, gratifying. Um, yeah. It's like 40 seconds worth of like very complicated movements to just mm-hmm. remember it all or with the rhythm, when I was doing rhythms of comedy and like drumming along to a minute long routine, um, all mem- just like just memorize it. Um, Amazing. Yeah. That's, that is super cool. Yeah. Shout out to JJ, wherever he is. Hopefully, I, this is actually the next. The next documentary that I'm going to make, there's something else like finding JJ. Yes, because I don't, I, I only know that his name is JJ. The music store where we found him closed in my town. No one, uh, all I have is a drumstick that he gave me, which has his initials like etched into it, just as like JJ. Uh, (laughs) no one in my family knows what his last name is. Oh my gosh, cannot find him. We don't know where he is or where he like what happened to him. Wow. Um, like there's no record of him on the internet. If you go, like JJ drums, JJ, I'm from the town like Short Hills, New Jersey. Like nothing. I cannot find this man. Um, wow. I, so I want to make a documentary finding him, like finding this guy. This yes. guy taught me how to play the drums the way I'm now making my living. He's like giving me everything. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to say thank you. Yes. <laughs> Oh That's, my gosh! If we have, to, I mean, you have you you have the followers to like get yeah. get it to go. Um, um, to- I've actually yeah, I haven't told that idea to anyone, so I've announced it here on the podcast. If anyone Yay. knows this guy, JJ, he plays the drums. Uh, he like rides a motorcycle, has a leather jacket, uh, shaved head, and I think red beard. I don't know. That's how I remember him from like twenty years ago. <laughs> so <laughs> I hope he's still alive. I mean, man, oh, that would be sad. Oh my goodness. I, yeah. it, I, just, I just, it would be amazing if we're like walking down the street and all of a sudden like ran into JJ. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> he was a great teacher. I mean, he was a super strange individual, uh, yeah. but like really gave me those fundamentals. And I think if you're a kid having mm-hmm. like, I've had so many great teachers in my life and like the work that I did with those teachers informs everything I do at the drum set now. Mm-hmm. Um, like having a good teacher is so so important. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Great teachers can really change your life. You know, they it's yeah, that's amazing though. We have to find JJ though. Got, um, yeah, finding JJ. <laughs> that's the title. Yeah. That is incredible though. I love it. And are you like when you when you are out and about, are people recognizing you from the videos? Like are you are are yeah. people like yeah. Hey. It, it does yeah. happen. Um it's all been very positive. Uh, no one's been like, oh my God, it's the freaking sound effects, man. Get it. I hate those videos for coming up on my feed. It ruins my day. No, uh, no one's like that. Um, no, no. It's mostly like, uh, if they don't know my name, sometimes I'll meet a super fan and they're like, oh my God, it's Josh Harmon. Can I get a photo? And that's, you know, it's fun. Um, yes. A lot of times it's like, uh, you do the that, sound, that drum thing? You do the ratatouille thing? Mm-hmm. Um I was in 
South Africa on a vacation with my family because my brother used to live there. Wow. And we were in like remote part of South Africa talking to these like um, Shangan tribes people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and one of them was like, are you the guy from that Ratatouille video? Like oh, I was in the middle of true nowhere. Like I didn't even have like, you know, Wi-Fi access cell service. And the person recognized me from the TikTok. That's <laughs> and, crazy. And, and how mean, cool. Yeah. Also, a lot of times, you know, um, when I've gone out, you know, at least, well, now it's more likely to happen because I won't be wearing a mask as often. One time right. I did get recognized I was in a mask and someone got me just from the eyes up. And I'm like, man, you were really, you're, you're a real fan. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, it's it's cool, but I again, that's not um, it's not really what it's about. Mm -hmm. If someone enjoys what I do and they want to say hello, it's awesome. I I get a lot of nice energy from that. Yeah, but I did not set out being like I want to be famous. I want to be recognized. I, mm -hmm. It's just um, it's never been my goal. Sure, and I think it's, it remains not my goal. Right. <laughs> I understand. I know. And, it, you know, like you said about being um, people wanting to go viral, like that kind of thing. I think the same thing with like fame and recognition. Um, there's like, oh, so, it would be so cool to be famous. You know, that there's a thing about that. But then when you. I would say just try it out. Good on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but and I'm not. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, but it's it's definitely something that. um it's not easy, you know, it's not easy to not be able to, and I, and I say like drummers are the luckiest because most, most drummers, like you get on stage, you play the gig and you have so much fun and, and you could still go like to the supermarket and not be harassed by people most of the time, you know, but yeah. like, but it, you know, it's not, um, it's not an easy thing to have your life on display. So, um, you know, when fame and that kind of thing comes up, it's kind of like, well, I'm not sure that's, I'm not sure it's what people think it is. Yeah. Um, and also, again, it's not a woe is me story. No, it's no. Just, um, yeah, it's just like an interesting phenomenon of like humankind, I guess. It's mm -hmm. like we kind of like having these like celebrities mm -hmm. as like, I don't know, ideals. Like, right. Sort of like, oh, I don't know. I think it's also like a very American thing mm -hmm. um, to be like so obsessed with personalities. Mm -hmm. So one, one thing I find incredibly interesting talking to people um, when I talk to an, an American, the first thing they, about my videos, when I talk to an American mm -hmm. about my videos, the first thing they ask me without fail pretty much is like, Oh, are, are you monetized? How are you making money from this? Like oh, how much money are you making? And when I talk to someone from, pretty much any other country, mm -hmm. they are like, how do you come up with your ideas? That's yeah. They're like, tell me about yeah. the process. How do you make these? How long does it take? Right. Those are the, whereas like, um, any, like when I talk to someone from here, there's like, oh my God. So like, are you getting ad revenue? <laughs> how do you make it from the creator fund? Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's like, I don't know, a bit of an, a, a priority, I don't know, emphasis on the wrong syllable as my dad always says. Right, uh, right. Yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, different mindset. I'm also not like, I think I'm a good level of famous where it, if there's someone who like really likes what I do, mm -hmm. that's cool, you know, but it's, yes. you know, I, I have a friend who's really big on social media and someone 
like he was just having dinner with his friends at a restaurant. Someone started filming him like we didn't know, just a stranger because they recognized him. And wow. he quit. He quit making videos because it freaked him out so much. Oh, wow. I mean, so that, that stuff does happen. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like my only goal is not to, like, become more, like, renowned or, like, get recognized more. My only goal is just, like, make better content, continue to, like, iterate, continue to grow as an artist. Mm-hmm. And anything else that happens is sort of, like, you know, icing on the cake. Yeah. Um, or sometimes even like, uh, <laughs> you know, not not such a great um, side effect. Yeah, really, I- it's, not, it's like it's really what I'm what I'm trying to do. Like, I used to have this goal. This was like before the pandemic, and when I was in high school, it was like I am gonna get like uh, like a stand-up special. I'm gonna have my own TV show. It's gonna, I'm gonna mm-hmm. be like a big movie star. Like, I, I, this is these are the things I really wanted for myself. Mm-hmm. And now my goals have kind of shifted where I still would love those things, but it's less about like me being like that and more mm-hmm. just, I just want to have like a good, interesting, fun day as often as possible. That's sort of my only goal now. And yeah. it just happens that I find making art, playing the drums to be extremely fun and extremely interesting. Mm-hmm. So I just like, I'm pursuing that. I, and that's really my only goal right now. And I'm just going to see where it leads to. So That's I don't good. have anything super concrete just to continue having fun. It's really the only thing I want to do. I love it. I love it. I think that that's, that's a, that's a great goal to have in life, right? Feel, feel fulfilled, have, have a fun day, be happy. Um, I know happiness is, is relative. We say be happy, but you know, something that like fulfills you inside, that's what you're doing. That's, that's what you're spending your time doing. And like, what's better than that? Um, so I'm so glad that you did not. I mean, you said you were like 95% ready, right? To, oh, to just, I was going to, yeah. I was like, let it all go. The other thing about social media, you know, which is different from, say, if you had a sitcom or something like that, there's no hiatus, mm. no season breaks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Constant content, 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 and make a video, upload it. And then as mm-hmm. soon as I video's uploaded, I got to make another video. Oh, my God. Uh mm. The pressure. And there's a, a lot, lot of pressure, of- um, especially you know once it becomes not just a thing you're doing for fun, mm-hmm. but a thing that you're doing also to support yourself, mm-hmm. to make money, um, to like you know you're you're kind of like you can get in your head about like oh, my reputation, the way people perceive me. Once that all gets wrapped up in it, it becomes a very pressurized situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though it's not really. It seems like it. Right. It feels it's really like not. It. It, it's fine. A video. I. I've. It's taken me like two years to get to the point where I'm like, video bombs. I don't care. It's okay. It's really okay. Yeah. It's no, gonna be okay. <laughs> everything's fine. Everything's yeah. fine. It's yeah. really not a big deal. But for a long time, I was like, oh, this is a big deal. This is my <laughs> life. If if the, if people don't watch the videos anymore, then uh, I'm nothing. It's all it always. But that's not true. Yeah. Um, I know. And I, I feel like that's a, it's a common theme um, with musicians as well, making albums, you know, the yeah. pressure to have the next album be just as well received as the last one to sell as much and, you know, to be downloaded as often and all of that. I think it's um, the, the pressure is there. It's real. And um, but I'm, I'm so glad that you're that you didn't quit, that you're continuing to make the videos and that you're going to do some like new things, too. And, you know, post some different content. I can't wait to see that stuff. Um, I also can't wait till you start, you know, playing along with your uh, documentary, too, because yeah, it sounds <laughs> super cool. 
Um, and, you know, I will, I'll link all of the, um, the uh, accounts in the bio here and in the uh, podcast description and everything. And, you know, I'm just like, I'm just so excited to see everything that you've done over the past, you know, well, it's probably been about a year and a half since we've been in touch, but the yeah. past couple years that you've been creating content, it's so great. Well, thank you very much. I'm, I'm really glad that um, it could bring you some joy, the same way it brings me some joy. Uh, that's yeah. really what it's all about. And yeah, just about kind of continuing to go deeper and deeper into this like really fascinating instrument. It's endlessly interesting to me, the mm -hmm. drum, the drum set. You know, what is it? People are always, if I can talk for a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> please, uh, please. I get a lot of comments from drummers, you know, and I'm saying like drummers, mm -hmm. uh, who always, they're like, this isn't drumming. Play the drums, you clown. Oh uh, no! People, <laughs> people write that. And my argument back would be, it is drumming. Or I guess I wouldn't even make an argument. I would just ask a question. I'd be like, well, well what is drumming? Right. You know? Um, and I would argue that drumming is just using a, an instrument or any sort of tool really to just communicate something. Mm -hmm. like drum is just a instrument of communication. And so, um, that's really what I'm trying to do and to like push that as much as possible. Like how much can I communicate mm -hmm. using this very strange instrument? I yes. don't have to play a beat the way people think of it. I don't have to even play the drum. I can like sort of just involve it. And it's still drumming because I'm saying something with it. Mm -hmm. And that to me is like, the that's the artistic concept that I'm really, really interested in. It's like, you know, I, I always used to be jealous of piano players who could just like get up uh, and do a solo performance and you and the audience would weep, you know, they, they have like, harmony, they have access to all this stuff and that can really un unlock emotions in the listener. Mm -hmm. As a drummer would be like, oh, I'm just bash him, you know. <laughs> But the but, challenge that I've set for myself is like, okay, what can I really say using this instrument? This is the instrument mm -hmm. that I play. I can't change that. I mean, I could learn another instrument, <laughs> but I, uh, I, this is the instrument that I love and I can't mm -hmm. change that. Mm -hmm. So the challenge I've set for myself is how much can I say? How many, what can I communicate with this thing? Right. That's what I, do. I love that's what drumming is all about. That is what drumming is all about. Uh, it, it always has been, right? Drums have always been the instrument that was used to communicate. Yeah. Um, and it still is. And I think I think when you think about drums in that way, it opens up a whole other category of playing and of playing with other musicians and the communication back and forth. Um, I, I love that, though. That's so great. So, yeah, keep exploring that. Keep sharing with all of us because we want to see it and um, I can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you, Sarah. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thanks yeah. for having me on the podcast. Um, yeah. Excited. Uh, excited for this to drop. Yes. <laughs> next chapter, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah, thanks so much. Thank you, Josh. Take care. And um, hopefully I will see you in person at some yes. point. soon. Definitely. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in today. Join us each Tuesday for new episodes of Sarah Hagen Backstage.